Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who've spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. On today's episode, we dive into five tactical ways that you can start growing your video business no matter the economy. Welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Are we ready to ready to roll into it? Hell yeah! Love that look right there. Hell yeah, Panama. Uh, you know, no one can see this, but Mark is wearing. What's the name of that hat, Mark? It's called the Panama hat. Is it really called the Panama hat? I mean, that's what we call it, but is it actually called the Panama hat? I mean, that's what I call it. It's a $7 hat in the dollar section of Target. Even cigar hat. Ooh. Yeah. A guy that wears that hat is a guy who knows how to roll a really nice cigar. I can't. I can't roll. I can't roll a cigar. But you sure look like you can. Yeah, you sure. Well, you And you know what? Looks are half the battle. Perception. The power of perception. Well, why don't we dive into it? Mm-hmm. That sounds Get good. Into it. So the whole idea of this episode came from just trying to see how I can continue to add value as a filmmaker and how can I adapt and change with the new condition of the coronavirus. But I've kind of felt like, okay, we've gotten to a point now that the coronavirus is kind of the new state of normal. Isn't that yeah, strange? Like not just gone, you know, it's this is a new new life, new world. Like routines and habits have been built around quarantine and lockdown. So what are we gonna talk about today? We are gonna dive into five strategies to grow your business and to grow your business through community, which is our whole mission here. Absolutely. So number one, the follow-up. The follow-up is really where I find that I close the majority of my deals because I get deals mainly either through referrals or through cold reach outs. What I find is even when somebody refers somebody else to me, I still have to follow up. There's a lot of times when they forget or when it's not the first thing on their plate. So never feel like you're being an annoying person following up. So how do you do that? The art of the follow-up. It's not something that you email them every single day for 10 days until they respond to you. You will be blocked pretty quickly. Yes. You won't even make it to day 10. But if you reach out once a week, you're staying in their inbox. You know, you're staying top of mind with them and it's really not that annoying. And you can even preface that like, hey, I don't mean to be the annoying guy who sends you an email every week, but I'm just super passionate about your company and your business or your mission statement or, you know, this initiative that you're doing right now. And I would love to work with you at some point, kind of just stating your intentions straight up. I, you know, that leads straight into number two, Caleb, which is lead with value when you're reaching out. Don't just reach out to reach out with a, hey, what's up? Yes. like And especially not just like, hey, what's up? Do you need video? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked at length about be a problem solver when you're reaching out. I mean, in the initial reach out and in the follow-ups, I think it's just as important. Something I didn't mention during number one was in the follow-up bit, probably will take more than one. If you look at ads, how people buy 
off of ads. It's typically not the first time someone's exposed to something that they purchase. In fact, usually the number is a good handful of times. So if you're thinking about trying to sign with a client, you got to think like every time you're reaching out, it's like it's a new exposure to you as a forging of a relationship. So may not happen, probably won't happen the first time. You're going to have to rely on the follow-up. You're going to have to keep putting yourself out there. Although, you know, these other strategies we're going to talk about, especially the next one up your chances of getting a response quicker. So oh, absolutely. leaving value and reaching out, what does that look like, Mark? I want to go back to Kayla's point really quick because it made me think of a client that I literally <laughs> just signed today and they are one that I reached out to six times over the last hundred days. What I did was every time I reached out to them, I sent them either a video that somebody else was doing that I thought they would find useful in their own business, or I would give them an idea based off of a LinkedIn article that I saw that their company posted. So I was always trying to add value by tying the values or the mission of their company to a possible story that we could tell. And I mixed it up. So it's like if I emailed them and they didn't respond, next I would do a LinkedIn message and share a post. And then I'd go back to email and then I'd go back to LinkedIn. Have variety in your communications. And I guess that brings up another point is you know, how you reach out, how you're going to vary that is going to be dependent on where they are active. I mean, there's a lot of businesses now that are very active on Instagram or through their Facebook group. So if that is the case, that does create a viable alternative reach out option. But exactly. if not, email is always like the gold standard of communication. 100%. You know, I think that kind of goes back to answering your question, Eric, like, okay, how do you leave value? I think it's just a simple question of what can I say to them today that's going to serve them in their job? How can I provide a piece of information, a piece of value, a thought leadership, whatever it might be, just something that when they read my email, they're going to be better off than they were before, where they're going to appear smarter in a meeting than they did before they read my email. Which is going to, one, pivot you as an expert, but also pivot you into a positive spot in their mind. Because if you can paint a vision for them of a project, even if it's one that they've never thought about, but you're like, hey, here's what FedEx did. Here's what the ad that they're running on LinkedIn right now. It's very authentic. It's very relevant to what's going on, but it's also just really well done and really simple. So immediately, like, there's a project idea for them. Yes, for sure. That's the value of leaving value. The value of leaving value. <laughs> nice. All right. So they do get back to you and they finally are opening up a conversation. That brings us right into number three, communication. As Mark likes to say, time wins and kills all deals. Oh, yeah. If you're in sales, you hear that all the time, that time kills all deals. Well, it's also the opposite. Time wins all deals if you respond as quick as you can. Now, I'm not saying that you should be checking your email every 15 minutes every hour, every day, 24-7. But what I am saying is just be conscious and aware of how they communicate, whether they text, whether they email, whether they send you messages on LinkedIn, whatever their preferred communication method is, use it. And then just respond to them, even just with an acknowledgement when you see their message. So even if it's 5.30, you're about to walk out the door, or in my case, just walk out of my office and go make dinner, I might not have time to give them a full explanation of X, Y, and Z that they're asking for, but I'm at least just going to say like, hey, client, totally got your email. Just wanted to acknowledge it and let you know that I'll send you a response by 10 a.m. tomorrow. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's setting expectations. If you do that on the front end, even before you close a project, you're showing them exactly what to expect when they hire you. Yes. They can trust that even if you're not ready to give an answer or whatnot yet, you're at least going to let them know that you're thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, trust is a big thing. You're building that trust that that communication line will be open. Yeah. Perfect example. Caleb, this happened last night when we were chit-chatting and I had a potential client just literally text me. It was 9.45, just letting me know that he didn't have any more information yet. Sorry for the delay. Now, if I'm in bed and I'm sleeping, I'm probably not going to text him back, but I was awake and I just said like, no worries, man. Like reach, you know, I'm here when you're ready. It might not turn into anything, but if it does, what I've shown him is the expectation that I'm going to acknowledge him the first time I see his message. That just means so much, I think, to us as humans, especially where we are at the current state in our world of just acknowledgement. Again, it doesn't mean you have to be at their whim and be ready at all times, but just a simple acknowledgement and a simple response will go a long way. Plus, it, it makes them feel valued. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is important. Think about why a company is going to hire you as a contractor versus hiring a video person in-house. And if you can answer that question, then you're going to be busy all the time. Nice. And I think communication is number one. For it's sure. one of those soft skills you can't really put a value number on, but one that time and time again has, I think, sealed a lot of deals and extended a lot of relationships. Communication. communication. Make it fast, efficient build trust. But then let's rewind a little bit. Strategic brand building, as we call it, to dictate who you reach out to and how you can build and add that value to forge that relationship. Yes. So something we talk about a lot in our coaching program is doing a complimentary project. Sometimes before you even reach out to them, if it's a brand you can get your hands on, if it's a product or something that you can build or shoot in your own home or, or like Eric, actually, for example, he just shot. Yeah, it was uh, the brand was Passion House Coffee, but the yeah, uh, Passion House but the, was baseline. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big espresso fan and I I have uh, been making a lot of my own espresso with grinding my beans fresh and whatnot. So I got some uh, new coffee that I realized that I love. So I ordered a couple bags and I uh, set up a backdrop and did a cool little video that uh, didn't need any permission from them to do this. Um, just did it, posted it. And in 24 hours, the agency that runs Passion House Coffee's social media is reaching out. Um, then we start talking about future projects. And how long did that take you, Eric, to shoot that? Took about an hour and 45 total shooting and editing. In under two hours, you did yes. a project that not only you can put in your portfolio no matter what, but you used it to create a relationship and now have work in the pipeline with this company. Yep. That is literally case in point, strategic brand building. You found a company you were passionate about and a niche that you enjoy. You built a video with a product you could get your hands on and you in use the style that, that I enjoy as well. That's important. Yes. Yes. In your aesthetic. The way I wanted to shoot it was very important. For case. sure. And you use that to forge a relationship and now are getting work from it. Yes. That is strategic brand building. I mean, we get a lot. How do I network? How do I get a more steady flow of clients? And well, Eric, would you rather go to a two-hour networking event where you don't know anyone and try to shake 50 hands before you leave or film, use your camera, use your passion, do what yeah. you love 
and spend two hours creating super badass video. Yeah, 100% that. I mean, it's more direct. And instead of reaching out and saying, hey, Passion House Coffee, I do video and I would love to do video with you. Do you need anything? You know, just made a video. Yeah. Essentially, what you do is you came in, you solved a problem that they didn't know that they had. You created a video they didn't know they needed. I don't know how many other videographers have or are reaching out to them, but you know, think if there's 50 videographers being like, hey, how can I help you? And you came in and say, hey, look, I made this. Yeah. I mean, like, how are you not going to stand out amongst those other 50 filmmakers? Because you Absolutely. already built it. Yeah. And by yeah. not asking for permission, you mm-hmm. honestly, as a filmmaker, you win no matter what, because even if they say no or nothing happens and that will happen from time to time, you still build a cool piece that you can put on your website that you can put in your portfolio, something you yeah. can, that you made it shows people that you're working. I mean, it's, it's a great way to stand out and it's strategic because it's done in the way, just like you said, Eric, the way you like to create your videos and it's in a niche that you enjoy. And what more could you ask for? Yeah. And you know, like mine's a great product video type example, but you can do this with any kind of video. Mark recently did um, an awesome strategic brand building project with a whole city of Westerville. Yeah. It's actually where all three of us grew up. So (laughs) totally hometown. Love it. Very hometown. Um, Very familiar with it, but I love like the little old historic uptown area. But then COVID hit and it's like, as a small business owner, I felt it and anything I could do to help the small businesses in uptown, it was like, that's just part of my mission. So I reached out to kind of like a chamber of commerce, but like a group organization that advocates for the growth of uptown. I know there's probably no budget. I don't expect there to be, but I want to tell the story of these small business owners and let people know that they're still open and supporting them directly supports your own community. I think we went and filmed eight shops. So I met eight business owners along with the executive director of this group. So it's like nine solid relationships that I made in one project. Yeah. That's specifically what I love about your example too, is that you took one project opportunity to get in front of not just Passion House Coffee like I did one company, but like nine different entities. And from like from those nine, I got three proposals worth like $32,000. Boom shakalaka. There wasn't the need to have to pitch them to show them all these videos to like, no, because they saw it. Yeah. And you did like a a 60 second video, right? And Mm -hmm. you know, how long did it take you to shoot and then edit that? Yeah. I mean, it it took me a full day of filming and then probably a full day of editing. So probably like 16, 16 hours. Yeah. Two days out of your, out of your week. But like, if we're all in lockdown or you don't have business, like, what are you doing? If you don't have paid projects, like what excuse is there to not go out and create more content for yourself and create content for other people? Yeah. And think about this. If you had in a different reality, emailed each of those nine businesses in Uptown, you might've even only heard back from two or three of them. If any at all, to be honest. And then maybe like one or two of those, you might end up, you know, talking about a future project about if you had just cold emailed them about want to do work for them. Instead, you got in front of them, you created something valuable, showed them what you can do, and now they want more. Absolutely. Part of it is making making your potential client want more from you. Yes. yes. But also add on to this, this is not to say that this approach always has to be you build something first. Offering a complimentary pro bono video is also a great way to get your foot in the door. Yes. Yes. Because you're showing them what you can do. 
you know, you are forging this relationship in that aspect. In that way, they're a little more, depending on the client, they might be a little more hands-on. And then you're showing them how you guys can work together in a positive way. And you built this video, you know, it's something we talk about a lot in our coaching program as well is like, you still invoice them, but you discount it down to zero. So then they know in the future, if they love your work, they know how much you cost. So you Absolutely. gave them this complimentary project, you forged this relationship. And then from there, it's like they know, one, that they can work with you, how to work with you, the level of quality to expect from you, and your value. So they know when they're reaching out to you, there's no question about what is Mark, what is Eric, what is Caleb, what do they charge? Like they know. Yep. Invoice or proposal. That's just zeroed out. As well. yep. But they, they see it. They yep. see your, your terms. Exactly. And that's how you remain control in mm-hmm. a relationship as well and pivot yourself as the video expert. Yes. Even signing a contract as well for a complimentary project. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You're doing yeah. a project with a client like Mark did versus me just making a video and then posting it. Yeah. You got to have a contract signed. You got to have the terms laid out. I mean, I, I love the quote. By Jesse Itzler, it's one of my favorites. If you don't have a seat at the table, you make one. Mm. There you go. So if you feel like you have no clients and nobody's hiring you and like take responsibility, claim it, own it, that's on you, not on them. And go go make yourself a seat at the table. Go make a video for 10 companies. Like it's on us as business owners and filmmakers to go get clients. Absolutely. Number five, the last one. Build partnerships. Network, network, network. We talk about this a lot, that your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. Your network is way more valuable than any individual project you'll ever have because this is what you are building your business on. In, In great times, in poor times, no matter how the economy is, what's going on socially, your network is gonna be the thing that either sustains your business or that doesn't and we want it to sustain your business what does that look like it looks like networking with other filmmakers so that when you have bigger projects and you need to pull other people in or a client's like hey can you do this project on this specific date and you're on another project you can still say yes and just say hey i won't be able to be there but i can you know i can do all the pre-production and then send a crew out to film it Networking with other creatives, so like designers, photographers, other people who are going to have some crossover and their clients are probably going to ask them, hey, do you know any video guys or gals? That's a perfect way to get referrals. Or network with other creative agencies. Over the years, I've had some really great agency partners that have thrown a lot of work my way. And then community strongholds, as I like to call them, or like <laughs> community influencers. And that's that's like that's what I did with the Uptown Westerville video. I would consider them like they're a community influencer because they're a leader of an organization that has a couple hundred members to it. So if you get them on board, they already have established trust with all their members. So when they put something out, there's much more immediate reception to it than a nobody that nobody knows reaching out to every single member, free video or not. Well, if we're going to talk about community strongholds, I think it's worth mentioning TVC itself as a community stronghold. Uh, And that's a great way to connect with other filmmakers and creatives. Yeah. Um, so I know that's our goal is to build a strong and empowered community in that way. 100%. And honestly, if you haven't already, I mean, we do have a free Facebook group. It's worth Join checking out. the group. Yeah. It's just the, just search the video community or Instagram is the same. We're growing, we're evolving, and we are 
creating a movement to help freelancers and entrepreneurs to um, be more empowered and to grow and to help each other grow. So honestly, it kind of encompasses all the previous points, filmmakers, creatives, agencies, and just the community stronghold in and of itself. Because you can't do it alone. You can only get so far. If you've got big dreams and big goals, big ambitions, what you're going to learn quickly is that you need a team. Mm -hmm. As a freelancer, you don't start out as a team. You're just an individual and you will grow much faster, much bigger and achieve your dreams, achieve your goals a lot quicker. If you surround yourself with a network and with a community of like-minded people who are going to help guide you and push you and keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. So to sum up today, five ways to propel your business now and going forward in a post-coronavirus environment, the art of the follow-up, leaving value when you reach out, both the initial and in all the follow-ups, communication. Communication, communication, communication. Respond as quickly as you can and set those expectations early. Strategic brand building. This is a great way to bring it back to two to leave value when you reach out by being strategic in the way you're building your brand, whether it's through a complimentary video that's already made or that you're going to make and build your partnerships. Filmmakers, creatives, join us in the video community and we will help empower you to grow. Us and all the fellow filmmakers that are in this movement with us. These five things will propel your business now and into the future. Boom. 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 And you know what? Here, I'll make it even easier on you. If you give us a review, just give us an honest review. I will pick one of those people and give you six months free to our coaching program with one-on-one sessions with me. If you had an excuse after that not to join, not only joining our free Facebook group, but joining our free coaching program for six months. So that's what we're going to leave you with today. These five things. Take on this. Reflect on this. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.